twas the night before Christmas. Wait, wait, twas? What's twas? Is that short for it was? What kind of rush are you in, man? You can't just say it was? Oh, you saved a lot of time there, fella. Oh, don't come at me with that it was stuff. I got things to do. Got to get down to the donut shop. You know, two days ago, I was at the donut shop, and I said, hey, donut guy, you got anything warm back there? He says, try the fritters. They were. They were? What does that even mean? They were. You must mean twer. The fritters twer warm. Welcome to the only podcast that matters in the holiday season with holiday cheer. It is your League of Utility. Dennis Garza, we are Dave-less, Dave-less this week. Mr. X-Man, he will be missed. I am very excited. Uh, I'm sure this might be one of the lowest rated podcasts, uh, you know, based on the facts. So it could, it could be. What do you think, Joe? I, I'm pretty damn sure I've never been on a podcast that Dave has not been on. We, we did have one earlier in the year. Uh, I don't remember who was on it with me, but I know I wasn't alone. There were a few of us, and uh, I kind of feel like you were on though. I'm going to go back and check on that. That would be funny if that were the case. No, there is no Dave tonight. There is no Dave. He is being a good dad and going to a uh, a play. All right. So first one without David Lee, but uh, we are joined by, of course, as typical most weeks during the season from San Antonio, Texas, originally from the great city of Buffalo, New York, Joe B. Hey, Michael. Hey, Jay Fry. Great to be back. Excited for this year. Maybe I missed that episode. You missed you you miss no episodes. You're exactly. you're the super fan. <laughs> oh, they were swingers. Oh, they were swingers. They were swallowers. Oh, you're the only person that says, "Where's that podcast? Get that fucking podcast out here." <laughs> uh, did this, I make it? Did I make it through the last podcast, or did I fall asleep during it? I don't. No, I don't remember. You made it through. At some all point, right, good. At some point, you said. Uh, I'm back. What did I miss? I don't think we noticed you were gone. Beautiful. <laughs> I actually edited out the number of times you said Anthony Blinken. Blinken. <laughs> you had a couple bottles of wine, didn't you? On the, I did. It was yeah. a it was a fun evening until I hit the wall. <laughs> <laughs> All I'll right. Tell you what, what makes the podcast so gourmet? I mean, obviously, besides our fantastic, you know, rhetoric and knowledge of all things sports and fantasy. There just those little sound bites, those little tidbits that you that you pop in, you know, the strings behind Dave, you know, this Howard Cosell here and there, you know, the things inside the podcast, those are the those are the Easter eggs, as I like to call them. That's that's why we built such a strong audience, Dennis. That's exactly <laughs> why. It's that sort of care for the product and the content. Yeah, I I've listened to like some real podcasts and I'm like, these guys are boring. They, yeah. It's like, you know, 
I'm surprised at some point we, we've got to get on that Apple list, right? We well, got to go national. We got to go national. Start publicizing it, but who cares to listen to somebody else's fantasy league and people they don't know? True. Is yeah. it private, Michael, or is it open to anybody that wants to uh, pull it up? I'd like to say it's private for those people that might be uncomfortable with the fact that it's publicly available, but it's publicly available. It's not, it's not actually private. I could just send a text to you all and, um, and have you be able to listen to it that way. No, no. I don't remember checking the terms and conditions on, on that being in there. <laughs> no terms and conditions. And um, I'm pretty, uh, aggressive with the editing anything that might be inappropriate unlike in past seasons those are still out there but you know statute of limitations and everything okay let's get into it let's start by talking about the two playoff games for the championship and then we'll roll into the toilet bowl a quick conversation about this week's games so starting things off Dennis uh he hasn't changed his team name in the league but his Zoom login has changed from Montgomery Mean Machine to Montgomery Fail Machine. Dennis goes down brutally, 131 to 79. The Lincoln County Warlords put a hurting on you. This was a bad week for you. Might be your low score week of the entire season. Bad timing. What happened? John Casal is my daddy. So with that being said, there's actually there's only one playoff game if you look at the scores, right? It, this was not a playoff game. And it, it goes back to my parting shot that I hope I had something to watch and, and look for in the app. I absolutely didn't. No. Uh, and so I will say this. When you have seven players score a combined total of 37 points, you can pretty much uh, get the fuck out of here. So congratulations, John. He continues to do things he has never accomplished before. And uh, on to the next round. You know, uh, Dennis, it was by far your lowest week of the year. Bad timing. Your previous low was a 97. And I wow. think I won with a 97, too. Uh, you did not win with a 97. I don't want to play it that way to you. You, you lost to V for V is for vagina 104. To 97 in week seven. But I mean, what a terrible week. Um, Cooper Cup, how do you recover from him being gone, Joe? I mean, no one could, right? Now, you, you can't. And then, you know, John, who did John have as a starting quarterback? Trevor fucking Lawrence. And Trevor goes off for the game of his career to date. Uh, and, you know, timing, once again, timing is everything. And that's proved to be the case again. I, I was glad I picked up the, the McKinnon kid. You know, um, and then I thought, you know, hey, well, this 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 kid is hot over here in Seattle. Uh, so I put McKinnon on the bench and I think he scored almost as much as my seven players that scored 37 it's in that range. So, oh, well, yeah, so uh, McKinnon had an incredible week, 30 points. Be glad it wasn't closer because you, you would have beaten yourself up the entire offseason not playing him. But when yeah. you say Homer was hot. Here's Homer's numbers this year from the very first week that he played. He, he did not play for many weeks, but 0704501244. Where's the hot? What, what I mean, what I mean by hot is all of the prognosticators are saying he's going to have a big game, right? That the 
I don't know the Jamoke that was out for Seattle, but hey, he's got a great matchup. It's a great time to play him. You know, sometimes okay. sometimes Adam Schefter will lead you wrong. Uh, McKinnon since week nine, 10, 11, he had a one, a five, a 13, and then the 32 last week. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't have mattered. You could have played him and you still weren't going to catch up. No, you got to pick your poison and, you know, drink it down. I mean, yeah, the, uh, the breakout, actually, John had two really, really good moves. One, obviously, he stuck with Lawrence and we questioned on the podcast last week whether Lawrence would play because of his finger. We made a big deal out of that. He could have played Purdy, Purdy with 25. He still would have won with Purdy. But um, it's the pickup of DJ Chark that does need to be recognized. Yeah, he did. He did pick him up in the middle of the week, and he was made, he made sure to ask, would that affect the odds? And, of course, it did. So, No, what John – what. Joe, what John's been texting is that he's going to get three first-round picks – by trading three keeper-eligible quarterbacks on his roster, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, and then the Purdy kid from San Francisco. And I'm saying bullshit. Nobody's given up a first-round pick to take one of these guys as a keeper. Who would- no, fucking, no fucking way. Exactly. Yeah. That's not even worth talking about. It's, it's pure insanity, right? It's John. <laughs> it's John. Yeah. Are you saying he's a little diluted from time to time? I, it could, very well could be, yes. <laughs> All right, the other matchup. The Huddle Hussy exploded again. Or was it more Supreme Leader Fry just laid yet another egg? Huddle Hussy 120, Supreme Leader Fry or Kamish with 98. Doesn't even break 100. It's a little embarrassing that he's in a playoff match, Joe. I, I, I don't love that. Love to see it. Yeah, I, I – he didn't finish real strong. You know, Jalen Hurts was there for him every game this year, but the rest of his roster, particularly over the last month heading into the into the playoffs, you know, trying to get that positioning for a nice playoff run, just didn't materialize for him. Um, you know, Kelsey was un-Kelsey-like for a couple of games, and I think uh, this past week he only had like 10 or 12 points, something like that. So yeah. but Kelsey's only giving you 10 points, and you're used to getting 25 a game from him. It's going to hurt. I, I Absolutely. And Dennis, I can almost guarantee that you noticed. Now, what you don't have to live with in the offseason, Jay Fry does, lineup-wise, he started this T. Jones Jr. from Seattle, one point. And then who's to know, but uh, Tyler Boyd is injured very early in the game. So between those two guys, he had one point. Had he started, uh, say, and Boyd was in the flex, had he started uh, Peoples-Jones and Hubbard? Chubba Hubbard. He would have won last week. So I don't know that I would have done I would not have rolled out T. Jones Jr. only because I've never heard of the guy before. He don't know who he is. Yep. That goes that goes back to the Adam Schefter bullshit about these Seattle running backs, right? Because whatever his name was out, so one of those two are going to get the carries. So we both got screwed by Seattle running backs. Stop listening to those whores. This T. Jones, he's only played in six games. Here's his totals this year. Zero, three, zero, zero, the uh, four, and then one last week. But if you look, so I, I think – 
that's absolutely horrible. But I think he was trying to have a little offset in case of Joe Burrow, though. Just in case. Um, that makes sense to me. Maybe. What I don't understand, and, and this is where we're missing, Dave, because sometimes there's more subtle things that, that we don't pick up on, maybe some kind of injury thing. But Hubbard's been way better this year when you look at his numbers. I mean, versus T. Jones Jr.? I don't know. I would always start Boyd over People's Jones. I don't trust People's Jones. So, yeah, but you're right. Hey, and let me just jump in there and say this: that that Kristen's a tough out these days. You know, she 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 doesn't start with zero points every week. She starts with fifty. Is the way I look at her team. She starts with Chase and Burrow. That's an automatic fifty spot on the board, and she just needs the rest of her team to put up sixty or seventy, just like she did. This is where, Gorman, this is where you do that, go back in the time machine and you go back to, you know, the, the very first podcast where you're on was like, could this be the worst team in history? Is this the worst yeah. team in the league? <laughs> the I team think, is yeah, ugly. I mean, listen, I love Garrison, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to find a glimmer of hope on that team. That, that team could be an offer. Uh, as much as I hate to say it, but oh God, I looked at that team. I was like, oh God. Um, I mean, kudos to her. You know, amazing season. Amazing. I agree. And, and there's some things here to consider. And I think everyone will think about this with their strategies next year. We've been moving more and more towards looking at teams that you think are going to be successful offensively and then drafting a bunch of those players. Now, Kristen didn't have that strategy. She just loves the Bengals. Anthony, we don't know about Anthony. I suspect it's not accidental that he had all these bills and he piled them together. I, I think it's a really smart strategy. I did the same thing with Green Bay, and, and that's a big part of my failure. Right. I thought they'd be better. Most people thought they would be too. But, yeah, Kristen, I mean – this freaking every time Chase and Burrow score, that's double points for her. That's like hitting yep. a slot machine or hitting a double down or something in blackjack. Yeah, but if you can get the hookup, if you can get that automatic double point system going, that's that's a great thing. It's a great thing. But, but you're exactly I've always, right. I've, all, I've, I've always tried to do that, but I have never been successful like like she has with that pair. She uh, she rolled that Mac Hollins out again that Dave was critical of, but put up eight points again, second week in a row. It did not hurt her. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Are there better flex options? Maybe. Um, not on her bench. I mean, not. I mean, sound she's like got nothing on her problem. bench. P Ryan. I mean, P Ryan had one more point, but Mixon was back and exactly. Yeah. Uh, but but you're right. You know, it's it is more painful, and I'm sure. You know, the commissioner is sitting there looking at that bench going, I could have won. I could have won with the people on the bench. Yeah. Well, hats <laughs> off to, uh, to Kristen and to Johnny Boy. Make it in into the final four. And we're going to talk about a preview of that. But I think there's a case for both of them to actually advance. So we'll get to that in a minute. A uh, quick glance at the toilet bowl. So the toilet bowl, uh, it really lived up to its it's hype with the bottom two teams facing off Bishop Sankey's 71 against Detroit House of Half 67. 
it is the most miserable of scores you've ever seen. The fact that I walk away with a win in that, it's embarrassing, but I'll take it, Dennis. What a barn burner that was. Damn. As I said, as I said on the on the group text, um, too close to call. <laughs> and it was, and it still is. Too close to call. In fact, I think that game is still going on. If I'm not, <laughs> yeah, it's it's played in purgatory, Joe. But right, you know, before they send you where you're going to go, you have to sit there and, and watch that shit. It's still going on. It could still oh. end in a tie, I think. You, uh, Dennis nailed it. It's the purgatory game. Yeah, you have to dream that for the rest of your life. Oh, God. And, you know, uh, half would have won. Uh, T. Higgins was injured early in the game along with Tyler Boyd. Uh, so he gets a goose egg out of T. Higgins. I, I want to say that was like in the first two or three plays of the game he went It out. was pretty early. It was pretty early. Look, half would have won if, if fucking Carr would have, like, <laughs> done something. Right, Get, that, getting two points out of your out of Derek Carr is like unfucking believable. Well, look, I can't criticize his bench nor mine since we both of our benches put up a, an aggregate score of zero between the two of us. Now I had a bunch of buys and he had a bunch of buys. That was a little bit of it, but mostly these are bad teams, Joe. That's what it comes down to: bad teams that uh, somehow. Uh, one of the teams had to win. Somebody has to win. Bad things happen to bad teams. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. I don't there think were there's... eight players. There were eight players on buys between your two teams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Absolutely Thank fuck. you, what, which is, Yeah, which is crazy that there's even buys in, you know, first round of the playoffs. Um, but that's that's NFL. Go back. That's Goodell's fault. Yeah. Right. That's horrible. No, it's Dave Lee's fault. He told us as much in the last podcast. He took personal responsibility for not reminding us. Yeah, you do, but you, you can't. We have to change it next year. We'll vote on it, and that's fine. It, but <laughs> it's my fault. No, I got blamed. It's it my fault as a rules commissioner. I did not catch that. Ultimately, it is your fault. Yeah. But I'll we take should it. probably go to 14 weeks next year. Um, I might vote against it. I like the challenge of this buy thing, but I, I'd probably go along with it. I'd probably go along with it. Most fantasy football leagues go through week 14. We're out of the, we're out of sync. Um, another matchup in the toilet bowl that looks like a championship matchup. X-Men 154. V is for vagina 149. These guys won after it. Jesus Christ. How about that? Um, I'm going to say one thing and then I'll let you guys talk, but um, you know, I, I told, I told Mike on the last podcast I was on, you're out of your fucking mind to pick up Tom Brady and play him. And if he didn't play Brady and he played, I think he's got golf on his team as well. He does. Uh, he plays golf. He wins, you know, that end of story. I think anyway, Brady had 12 points. He's had 12 points every game in this season. I think I had him for fucking 10 weeks. I know. Golf, golf went off for 31 on the bench. Yeah. And the other thing, the, 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 the like crazy fucking thing is Evan Ingram goes off for 39. Come on. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable. They, One of the game highest of his fucking career. Ever. It'll never happen again. He'll, he won't, he won't top 20. Joe, not just his career. I saw a stat. It was the fourth most, most productive day for a tight end in NFL history. What's it really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's something. That's saying something. 
Didn't Tyreek have some fluke play where he picked up a fumble and ran it for like an ungodly amount of yards? He ran yeah. a fumble back for a touchdown, like 60 yards or something. Yeah. yeah. Evan Ingram has been passed around from team to team this year, too. He started uh, the year with the Detroit House of Half. Then he got picked up by Anthony, needs some TDs, and then the Sankeys got him, and then the X-Men. And the X-Men won the lottery on Evan Ingram. I have He's no been idea. passed around more than a joint on the island of Jamaica. Pass the Dutchie on the left-hand side. Pass the Dutchie on the left-hand side. I don't think Jamaica is an island, but you know what I mean. I, I think it is. It has to be an island. What are you talking about? How not connected to the continental North America? It has to be an island. Garza maths, Garza geography. Ah, okay. They do go hand in hand. So, yeah. Uh... He's lucky. It, listen, if C.D. Lamb goes off, if C.D. Lamb goes off like he has been, X-Men is 200 points. Or Waddle. Waddle had a very light day. Only five for Waddle. Yeah. I'll, I'll hand it to Dave. He built this team over the season and uh, did a hell of a job. Um, I thought he was going to really make the playoffs. I'm still surprised he didn't. But kudos to Dave for building his team during the season. And you Here's know what Dave team. is saying to himself right now as he's listening to this part of the podcast? You know what he's saying to himself? I know exactly what he's saying. He's going to track his score against the other top scores the rest of the season and tell us how, if he had made the playoffs, he would have won the championship. That's what he's going to do. What he's thinking right now is if Dennis would have done his job and beat the Hussies the game before, the week before the playoffs, he's in the playoffs and he's blowing up for 154 points. Chance to make the playoffs this year, and then it'll be all toilet bowl talk. I just want to thank Dennis for his team's amazing effort last week, getting fucking pummeled by Kristen. Uh, you can call us losers all you want, Dennis, but your fucking loss kept me out of the playoffs. Thank you very much. So, again, it's my fault. Do your my job, fault. Dennis. Do your job. I, you know, I think my team, team name next year is It's My Fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right. The last matchup in the toilet bowl, Nasty Habits, 113, against what appears to be a ghost ship just floating around with no crew on board. Timberwolf Ted's, who still outscored uh, half and myself by many points, but we talked about it on the podcast last week. Jacoby Myers, we said he was injured. He wasn't going to play. We said no one should contact him for competitive reasons, but the podcast was out there for him to listen to. Jacoby Myers does not suit up. He gets a zero. And Nasty Habits wins 113-91. to 91. Jerry Judy, if he put Jerry Judy in instead of Jacoby Myers, we'd be talking about Timberwolf Ted's winning, Joe. And we'd be talking about me finishing in dead fucking last, most likely. Yeah. So th thanks to the Ted's for paying attention. I appreciate that. Judy, Judy, Judy. <laughs> it's just a, a complete and total uh, ghost ship. Hey, I was happy to see uh, the guy that started with me that I had so many high hopes for this year. Juju Smith-Schuster got his first touchdown last week. A nice touchdown, too. Yeah. <clears throat> I had him on the bench. I mean, I wasn't going to start him. Yeah. I don't get how – I mean, Kansas City 
is a is a top echelon team, right? Everybody agree with that? They're they're the team to beat in the AFC, dude. There's yeah. no so doubt I mean, in my mind. But but it's Mahomes and Kelsey. But I mean, because if you have a Kansas City wide receiver, you just you know it's either five or it's twenty five or it's. It, I mean, there is no yeah. rhyme or reason. There is nothing you can project to show you that this is their guy. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. They spread the ball. That uh, you know, their coach is so good. The schemes that they draw up on offense, he is so fucking good. They can spread the ball and still win the game by twenty one points. Yeah, uh, Kansas City is. A, I think they're the class of the AFC. They spread the ball like a joint on the island of Jamaica. <laughs> it is so, an island. It's now confirmed. I, it's an island. And, and I do have to say this. Uh, with you playing Deshaun Watson, Joe, I'm glad your team had a happy ending. <laughs> oh, thank you. For wow, you're on, you're on fucking fire. <laughs> So Dave and I are uh, to zero now because on the podcast last week, I bet over under 14. Remember, Joe, I said, I didn't think you'd get more than 14. You got 18. So Dave wins that bet, clears the debt. We'll find some other things to bet about. Uh, only because Watson came on a little bit late. It, he was not looking good early on. But he, yeah, he, he did find uh, Debo. Debo, he puts up 14. But not before a brutal injury. And and yeah. Joe, here's the here's what I would say. I was thinking about this the other day. I think he's the most liked football player in the NFL right now. Maybe Mahomes, but I'd say Debo. How do you mean that, Michael? Like, there's not find somebody that hates Debo. Okay, I can see that. So maybe it's not the most liked; it's the least hated. When he got injured, Twitter just blew up with everybody saying, not Debo, not Debo. And what the fuck was Shanahan doing with a big lead taking Debo out of the backfield? That was so stupid. God damn it. Agreed. smart sometimes is Shanahan. Too smart for his own good. Yeah, the the only – I won't say saving grace for my team, but I've had a lot of bad injury luck this year. Lockett's hurt. He's going to miss two or three games, so he's done. Samuel's done. Um, Dobbins was out for four or five games. I just the injuries just killed me this year. That and the fact that I had no fucking quarterback didn't help. Hey, are we sure the best team in the AFC is Kansas City? You both think that? <laughs> Who's your uh, nominee? The Cincinnati Bengals. <sighs> you know. Um, I put them at uh, maybe a 1B, but I think Kansas City is just uh, the experience that they have. They can win the big games. I know they've had – haven't done well against Cincinnati, but I don't know. I still think Mahomes is just fucking crazy good. And the guy Burrow's, just – Yeah, Burrow's undefeated against KC. So if that matchup happens again, it's either his time or he continues his reign. And, yep. uh, and I'm surprised, Joe. And I see you. You really are a Bills fan because you won't go with Buffalo, huh? Uh, no, I think uh, I think somewhere along the line the Bills lost their mojo, and that offense has just gone conservative, and they're they're trying to run the ball, and it's not their forte. And um, they, I, I, they're struggling to get their identity back from earlier this season when that offense was fucking unstoppable, and now they're 
that, you know, they were, they were first in the league and converting on third downs and they've gone from like first down to like 20th over the span of four weeks. And that, um, that's that, not good. That Jets bills game was the NFL purgatory game. Jesus Christ. That was <laughs> disgusting. Let, let me just, let me just uh, wrap up my thoughts on the Bengals. I think they have a better defense than, than Buffalo without Vaughn. Uh, and Milano's back this week, so that helps. But I think they have a better defense than either Kansas City or, or Buffalo. And their offense is right there. And to Dennis's point, uh, Burrow has beaten Mahomes three times in this calendar year. That's going to be in his head. That shit begins to pile up. Yeah, but I think to counterpoint that, beating that fucking team four times in the same season is going to be extremely fucking difficult. That's, may not that's near impossible. It's near impossible. But Burrow is undefeated against KC in his career. Correct. That's a hell of a stat. I mean, but, you know, law of averages, at some point, Kansas City will break through. Kansas City is not as good as they've been in past years. Uh, Mahomes has to have, like, an A-plus game for them to win. If he has a B-plus game, they do not win. Yeah, it's one of those, hey, uh, you have any turnovers, you're going to lose. The Bills game on Sunday, we're back to having anxiety about the weather there. Can we not have a good snow game? They're talking about moving it or moving it to Sunday night or Monday, Joe. What the fuck? It's uh, Saturday night. So they flexed it out of Sunday to Saturday oh. night. So oh, they did? Night. Yes, did it was flexed out to Saturday like last week or two weeks ago. So um, that must have just yeah. been announced this afternoon, right? What's that? That must have just happened in the last few hours. No, that was announced like a week ago, Michael. Maybe two weeks. Okay. <laughs> My bad. Breaking news. They're still saying that Saturday night it's going to be bad. They don't want yeah. seven. Okay. They're, they're talking five to seven inches of snow during the game. High temperature of 25. Play the fucking game. It's Buffalo. When exactly. When are doing this bullshit? This is yeah, bullshit. Play, play the fucking game. Ridiculous. All right. Let's move on. Let's talk about this week. Uh, hey, interesting. One, one real quick thing on that, though. The swing, the temperature swing from when they played in Miami. So it was 100 degrees when they played in Miami. It's going to be 80 degrees colder in Buffalo. It's going to be like fucking 20. 80 degree temperature swing. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, and I saw people on Twitter saying earlier today, if they should cancel it, move it or postpone it. It's not fair to Buffalo because Buffalo had to go down into those adverse uh, weather. Yeah. That's, that's fucking home field. It is what it is. The the Thank Dolphins you. this week were practicing Dennis in their bubble with the air conditioning turned up as high as they could. But it was like 55 degrees. That's nothing like Buffalo in snow. Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's real close, right? I mean, that's did as close you, as we can get Did you see it. that um, they had the, the heat warming benches in L.A. when they played there last week because they thought it was cold when it was 50 in L.A.? <laughs> the pacification of the National Football League. I, when men were men, right, and they played in the snow. Yep. ridiculous those are the greatest games i love those games everyone does they're our favorite games that's what makes the nfl so great is we start in basically summer or what used to be called indian summer i don't know what you're supposed to call it nowadays i'm sure that's politically incorrect but you know it's hot it's 90 degrees in most stadiums to start 
And by the end, it's windy and snowy and it's the, the tundra and all that bullshit. That's the drama of the national football. I think we're supposed to call it Commander Summer now. I think it's the a new frozen tundra. <laughs> the fro- no, the Guardian, it's the Guardian Summer. Guardian Summer. Guardian Summer, I agree. All right, wasn't, there, wasn't there a game, wasn't it in New England? It's been quite some time. Heavy snow. And didn't they penalize them for moving the snow out of the way on, on a kick? That sounds very familiar. I remember that. I, I remember that. It's, I remember there were games you couldn't even see the field yes. you know, from the camera because the, the flakes were coming down. As I recall, they brought out like the, the little snow removal machine and they cleared oh. off the spot where they were kicking yeah, the field that's goal. It. They brought out the machine. Yes. There was the only reason you would cancel, postpone a football game until two years ago was lightning. Lightning. Okay, and I get that. That's fair. That's fair. Everything else, bullshit. Bullshit. All right, let's talk about this week. The final four is in progress. And we actually have a little sneak peek of what might be ahead this week in one of the matches. Anyway, we've got the Huddle Hussy against Coldplay, Brian Frimming's vehicle. Uh, it, it looked like it was going to be disastrous for Coldplay last night with Walker the third. He finally came on and got a few catches. He ends up with 11. Right now ESPN's got it at 124 for Coldplay, 117 for the Huddle Hussy. Too close to call, right? There's no lean here, is there? I don't trust the seven points from ESPN, Dennis. I mean, I, I want to go back, you know, after the season is over and really put up those projected points up to the actual. And let's look at the plus and minus, you know. That's We're not even point. fucking close, man. <clears throat> I would love to see that. I don't think you're actually ever going to do that, but it's a good idea. It's a really it's, it's not something I would do. I mean, that's something for some <laughs> nerd. Some nerd would do that. Well, this is what we've talked about. Joe, you need to hire an intern next year. You don't have time to get in and do all the advanced stats, but you know what they should be. You just don't have time for it. We need an intern. Actually, I have the fucking time. I just don't feel like doing it. That's why you need an intern. <laughs> Same thing. Doesn't matter. We'll go either way. Maybe you could get your intern to do your goddamn column, you know? <laughs> The podcast killed the column. Video killed the radio star. It's, you know, it's it's just like the internet killed fucking newspapers, Dennis. It's the same fucking deal. Exactly. The podcast killed the column, dude. Yeah, it did. I used to enjoy writing a column. Now it's, eh, it just doesn't. It, yeah. What would you write about that we don't talk about on the podcast, you know? Well, I used to create these storylines and make shit up and go out off on some stupid fucking tangent and try to be funny but it's it takes some effort and frankly i just don't feel like doing it he would berate me a lot oh and then oh and then so (laughs) you were you were the whipping boy for sure okay so in this matchup i think huddle as he has a few things to be concerned about oh stevenson is playing he's back this week after being injured last week all right he's questionable but he was not all that last week either so you know, maybe Mostert is the play there, but again, we're going back to the pussification of the NFL. How does he play in snow? What does he do? You never know. I think uh, Huddle Hussey's win based on the um, 
What the fuck was I going to say? Yeah, well, forget, strike that. Uh, what I'll say is, again, she's starting with 50 with Burrow and Chase, but Tampa Day, Tampa's defense isn't terrible. They're not great. They don't suck. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, Burrow and Chase are going to – I don't know that that 50 is a given right now. That game is in Cincinnati, correct? No, that's at Tampa. I'm pretty damn oh, sure. Tampa. And oh, that's that's going yeah. to make a difference. Yeah. I think it's going to come down to for, uh, for Hussey and Joku and Devontae Smith. And the other piece of that is Tampa's not going to score a bunch of points, so Cincinnati ain't going to have to run up and down the fucking field to score 35 or 40. I think at best Tampa puts up 20. So, you know, if Burrow gets four touchdowns out of the deal, they're going to win. I don't know. I call, this one, I call this one a pick em. I don't think Coldplay looks as dominant as he had. I think there's a risk with this matchup. That's all I'll say between Friar Booth um, and uh, uh, Godwin and Jefferson and Barkley and Kamara. None of them have been sure things week to week. They have and Barkley, Barkley's, you know, his production has declined so much. Absolutely. You know? So here's, here's what we'll do. You said it's a pick'em, right? Yeah. All right. So I'm going to take my Stroop waffle. Oh, I love those. And this is heads for Huddle Hussey, and this is tails for tailgaters, or excuse me, Coldplay. Ready? Why do Why do we call him Coldplay? Why do uh, you call him oh, Coldplay? Because you can't deny Coldplay's success, but you don't like them very much. Okay, that's I kind of like that. I flipped the Stroop waffle, and I have Coldplay winning and a pick'em. Okay, that's like having a chimp pick it. I'll um, go with this. I'll go with the Stroople. Who's the chimp? Oh, you know, you let the you let a chimpanzee pick the winner of NFL. No, I, I know, but who's the chimp? You saying I'm a chimp? You, that's derogatory. That's racist. This is why we can't go national with this podcast. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to take the huddle hussy. I think she's been on a great run. Um, I like the role that Joe Burrow's on. I'm going to go huddle hussy. You two guys are going to go by uh, Dennis's United snack, and you're going to take Coldplay. Okay. Actually, I'm going to take huddle hussy, too. You are. All right. Yep. I'm Sorry, going Stroop Waffle. <laughs> Let the Stroop Waffle decide. I think it's I think it's Kristen's year. I think it's Anthony's year. Let's get to the next matchup. We've got Lincoln County Warlords against Need Some TDs. Right now, the projection has Anthony at 124 versus Johnny Boy at 112. Uh, now, we talked a lot about Buffalo. Uh, certainly, I'm, I need to rethink this pick because if, if the weather is that inclement, um, Allen might get his points on the ground, but Diggs, I don't know. Could, that could be a challenge for sure. I uh, I agree with that completely. And I think the Warlords, um, because of that, have a pretty good shot. Although, um, I don't know, Justin fucking Fields is my starting quarterback. If he was my starting quarterback, it doesn't give me warm fuzzies. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. You know what? It's interesting because there's still time to make some moves, right? I mean, 
don't know if these benches are set or not. So it'll be interesting to see if there's any movement there. Now, uh, frankly, the, looking at these rosters right now, neither one of them like are lighting the fucking world on fire. You know, <laughs> uh, Joe, I do notice that Anthony has your kicker from your championship season. I like young hoes. Young hoes, young way coo. Exactly. He can decide this matchup. Can somebody uh, pronounce the Titans first name from Tennessee for me? Yeah, his uh, his name is pronounced Jigombi. Jigombi. Uh, is there a tongue click in there somewhere? No, wait a minute. Who is this guy? Huh? I know Dave, Dave would be like, he went to uh, University of Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Green Bay or something. But I, I've never even heard of this guy. Should I know who that is? Who does Anthony hear about him? Listen, he's he's averaging 4.8 points a game, but the last two weeks, you're looking at 10 and 18. Uh, That's why I finished in last place. Is, he, is this guy like a soccer? Is he a soccer player or something? Uh, uh, the football, the football. Look at how does Anthony find out? Can someone force him to come on the podcast and explain himself? Chickagoomizoyim, Chickagoomizoy. Yeah, I think I think Anthony should lose just for having this guy on his team. I think he should lose for not coming on the podcast. For Christ's sakes, I don't know this. This game looks amazingly tight. John's roster is lined up really well this week. I don't yeah. buy the one twelve. I think he's going to do much better. I tell you what, if, if Philly and Chicago get into a shootout, John's going to take it. I think John takes it regardless. All right, I'm. I'm actually, despite what I said five minutes ago, I think John's going to win too. What if we had a a Lincoln County Warlords versus Huddle Hussy Championship? Whoa! Totally, totally kidding. Absolutely not. No. Um, wow, we we'd have to all get on planes and meet somewhere. Just to watch that game. <laughs> I feel that like I'd be a hell of a close. If John actually made it to the championship, I that would, would be a hell of a close to the ninth year of this league, right? Two of the originals that have That's never true. that have never been this far. She's That's never right. been this far. But have never have Twitty never song. tasted fantasy glory. There's an old Conway Twitty song. She's never been this far before. Reminds me of that song. But Anthony's also a, a league original, so let's not forget about that. And and not that we want to slate Coldplay for not being one, but I think Anthony lost in the championship one year. Does anyone remember? Is, I believe it was 2017. He lost to me. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. Because he wanted to split the pot 50-50 before the game, and you refused. No. That's right. Who would do that? Who would want to split the pot you know, before the game? I might, I might have offered that. You never know. Actually, that I think I think that that was the case, Dennis. It sounds like something I would do. Huh? I'd say exactly. that. <laughs> I think that's been done more often than not in league history. I, th I think that usually happens. Why wouldn't you do that? Really? Yeah, it's like it's like you get uh you get dealt a, a uh, you know in blackjack. You get dealt a blackjack, but then the dealer shows blackjack. Aren't you just taking even money at that point? Yeah. That one is for 
fucking fantasy football championship. I want the championship. The trophy, the name on the trophy, right? It's it's worth it to get the glory. And if I might clarify that you don't know the dealer has as blackjack, but they're showing ace. Right. Yes, correct. They give you they give you the opportunity for insurance. No, no, not insurance, even money. You can always even take money. money there. I, you know, you know. We know what it, you mean, it's, it's it's close, right? I mean, he's Anthony's favored by you know it's fifty-six percent to forty-four. This is why we played the game. This is yep. why we played the yeah. game. It's gonna be good. These are good teams. I congratulate all four of them. They've they've had uh, tremendous seasons and they've all had interesting strategies that have worked out. I think John via trade, uh, cold play versus draft and early waiver pickups, Kristen with the whole bangle thing. And then Anthony with a combination of a good strategy with the bills, plus some great waiver wire pickups. Listen, Kristen's made some hell of hello wire pickups too. She had that Brees hall. He went down, she got Perrine or Perrine or whatever his name is. She's, she's been active. You're a southerner. Hold on. You know, listen, Kristen's Kristen has shown some managerial skills this year on top of winning the, that tainted survivor league tainted forever. Oh, that's right. Wow. That's right. She won the survivor league. God. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, let's just spend a half a second on the toilet bowl. Look out. So the bottom, the just dirty, dirty, terrible, most awful matchup is House of Half versus the Teds, the ghost ship. Uh, half is supposed to win 104 to 90. I, I don't really want to do a breakdown of this. I just want to mention that. And then we've got uh, the two teams that won last week really fighting it out for the overall uh, toilet bowl winner. With nasty Habits against X-Men. X-Men right now has a lead showing 127 to one, uh, 110. I'm willing to go on the record to say X-Men wins this matchup, Joe. Yeah, I don't think it's even close. So, uh, agreed. I stand a snowball's chance in hell. You got, but, a, you got a very fortunate 13 out of Tyler Lockett before he broke his finger last night. Yeah, that was helpful. Uh, but, you know, I'm down by three right now. He got 25 out of McCaffrey. That pretty much sealed the deal, I think. Get a tongue depressor and some tape and be a man and get your ass out on the field. It's a finger. Ronnie Lott cut off the end of his pinky so he could play. I don't want to hear shit Ron, about a Ronnie Lott finger. wasn't a fucking receiver. <laughs> anyway. Well, he sort of was. He intercepted a lot of balls. Classification of the NFL. That's the earlier point. There you yep. go. And then, Joe, a sneaky point about your team that might be a difference maker. You get nine out of your kicker last night. Not terrible. He's been he's been my best performing player all season. I've I've I usually drop and pick up kickers like there's no tomorrow from week to week, and I've kept that fucking guy all year because he's the class of my lineup. All right, there's no one to bet with this week, but I'm going to go back to that same prediction about Deshaun Watson in Baltimore in inclement weather, house of horrors for the Browns. Deshaun does not exceed 14 points this week. Does not exceed 14. Baltimore's defense is not what it once was. 
Uh, neither is their offense. I mean, that team is just despicable. And Deshaun is still finding his way, you know? Yeah, and he's not a lock in my lineup. I may uh, I may put Tannehill in before uh, it's all said and done. I would be surprised if Deshaun could massage a win in Baltimore. The, the last try the veal. I'll be here all week. Try the veal. Tip your waitresses and bartenders. Please tip the wait staff. All right, the last toilet bowl matchup, uh, Sankey's versus V for Vagina. V for Vagina is supposed to win 123 to 103, despite George Eddie Kittle coming in with 25 last night with two touchdowns. That's what ESPN thinks about this lineup. Fuck you, ESPN. I'm going to win this. I'm going to put the V for Vagina in his place. He's going down, and I'm going to play in the toilet bowl championship. That's all I got to say. Sankey's, Sankey's for life. I, I do want to say, you know, a special call out to Mike V for joining the podcast. Unlike other people who have not joined this season, wretches of society. Thank you, Mike V. It was great to, to conversate with you and, and hear your insights. I don't even want to talk about who's going to win this. I, I just want to say farewell. The Montgomery Mean Machine. You played a great season. Uh, you won a lot of games. You didn't score a lot of points, but you won a lot of games. You never changed your team name the entire season. We bid farewell to the Montgomery Mean Machine and then the Supreme Leader Fry, our Kamish, in a meaningless matchup, like tomorrow's World Cup match. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> Jay Fry, your team was very similar to the Dennis team. You started strong and then you just lost energy. And again, five in a row, five losses in a row. His his season just went to shit. Not only that, the points against, which I believe is a key indicator that usually catches up over the yeah. course of the season. Yeah. He had the oh, he had the second, third lowest actually. Uh, Coldplay had the lowest points against at 1370. Wow. And the most points against, and I'm pretty sure this is the second season in a row of nasty habits. Joe B, you got fucked on that. I think it's like the third year in a row, but who's, who's, who's counting? Well, let's, let's uh, look forward to uh, 2023. Again, we're putting a call out for anyone that wants to play fantasy baseball this year. Fantasy baseball. Joe, what's your parting shot? Wow, you caught me off guard. Um, parting shot. Uh, good luck to those in the final four. Um, and Merry Christmas to, to everybody. And uh, Kristen, we'll see you in Cincinnati for the Bills game. <laughs> Dennis. Parting shot. My parting shot is I appreciate you glossing over, you know, this meaning meaningless matchup between uh, Supreme Fry Leader and myself. But I do want to call out that the header of this matchup is called the winner's con consolation ladder. So I, there is a winner portion in there. Hey, Dennis, who the uh, fuck is T Homer? Sorry to cut you off, but who's T Homer? He's your starting lineup. <laughs> Listen, I was stuck His in an airport. First name, Jim Cockway. 
I was stuck in an airport last night. Totally forgot there was a Thursday night game. Not like I give a shit, but now that I'm, listen, this is, there's a winner in this title and I'm not going down without a fight. And I did change my lineup just for the simple fact of sitting here this evening. So uh, otherwise Homer would not have been in that lineup because now the big guns are coming and I'm taking out Supreme Fry leader. I'm going to finish my season strong. I'm going to be ready for next year. When I come back is it's my fault. So this T Homer is going to be a keeper. Is that what you're saying? No, fuck that guy. Piece of <laughs> shit. Uh, but my party shot. Happy holidays. I don't know if we'll do this next. What is that'll be like day after Christmas. Who knows what the fuck next week is. Uh, it's been a great year. Not a great year. It's been a good year. And good luck to all those that remain, except for John Casal. Hey, Dennis, why you say happy holidays? You trying to cancel Christmas? Can't you say Merry Christmas like Joe did? You're trying to cancel it. You're part of that. I'm, I have to be politically correct. My parting shot is to congratulations. We are going to have a new member of what is a very small club of champions in this league. Everyone in the final four is a past loser of some sort. So we will have a new champion. I, I just want to say, I hope it's someone that we can respect and feel good about. I'm not going to exclude anyone. I'm not going to include anyone in that statement, but that's where it's at. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming along for the ride. As always, this is your League of Futility podcast. Dave Lee hopefully can join us here at some point in the next week or two. Please. By all means, go home. Be safe. We love you. In the timbers of the Nereo, the wolves are running around. The winter was so hot and cold, rose ten feet beneath the ground. Don't murder me. I beg of you, don't murder me.